Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Up Next on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your i whatever, podcast, iTunes, whatever. It's an early morning. We almost just died. Really? We almost just died. I woke up right now on Thursday morning around 10.45 in the morning because I'm a responsible adult. And there were just clouds of smoke. You just threw it our away. Apartment. You just said it's early, early in the morning, and then you said I just woke up at ten forty-five. I'm an honest man. Just... I'm an honest man. And all I hear is you screaming, "Oh fuck! Oh blimey! Bloody hell! Oh god!" And there's a fire in our in our yeah. apartment. What happened? Well, my dad's here at the moment. Your your dad, da- dad, Daddy Portman. Um. So I thought, you know what? I'll put the sausages on. I know he's at the coffee shop across the road. I'll nip across, say hello, Dad's just about to record. Um, and yeah, you shouldn't leave sausages. You on the left the food on, and then you went and to well, okay, that makes sense. Why yeah. there was almost a fu- like. But you know what? Lesson learned. We definitely need a fire alarm here. Yes, yes. The we, amount of times we wake up in the morning, which is illegal, so we probably shouldn't say that. We you that. you are like, what the fuck happened last night? Who is this girl in my bed? <laughs> Why is there food all over the kitchen? That's your fault. And we've clearly sort of... Um, Wait, you leave food on all the time? Like, you cook food and leave it? No, I'm saying we, we tend to cook food in the evening. You tend to cook and food. And forget about you, having cooked you, it. You, you do but, that. So it could be very easy that we leave it unattended and You cook dine. the food a lot. And you cook bacon a lot. Yeah, bacon's good. <laughs> you cook so much. I didn't know bacon was such a British thing. Bacon's amazing. Is 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 bacon popular in the UK? Yeah. Like it's pop- it's Canada. We bacon have- sandwich, but our bacon's different in the UK. Right. Well, we, we have many different types of bacon. We have Canadian bacon here. Yeah, we've got English bacon then, I guess. Um, <laughs> we have rashers. They're like slightly 
Thick. Rashes? I probably have a few of those. They're good. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, we well, strangers we, you leave in we, 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 we have a lot of fire uh, preparation. We have a fire extinguisher. Do we? Yeah, we have one under the sink. Oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know that. That, that well, would be useful. <laughs> well, I woke up. I woke up to just smoke and darkness and death. So, was, good thing we're alive. I was practicing being Finn Balor for Halloween. Ah, great! It's coming along nicely. He doesn't even have pyro. He has, no, he has like, smoke. smoke. Oh, right. It's not as black as that. He has smoke. smoke and paint. Well, <laughs> I don't know what you put on your sausages. Um, how are you, other than almost killing me this morning? I'm pretty good. I've been off work since Monday, which has been lovely. Because your dad my is dad's been in town, so how has that been? Your dad has been. Your dad is from the UK, and he's visited you here before. Yeah, so he came last year and did all the kind of touristy stuff. Right. So this year we've more just been chilling. We went to the hockey. Um, the, what does your dad call it? I asked him what you guys were up to, and he's like going to the. Ice skating match. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Well, the thing is, back home, hockey, when you think of hockey, you think of, like, field hockey. Sure. So, the fake we hockey. often call it, like, ice hockey. Gotcha. And, okay. and then he's old and gets confused. Right, so, right. Says so he's going to... Did he enjoy it? Dancing on ice. Did he enjoy the Leafs? He did, yeah. We lost of terribly. Of course, well, but, I, but the, the big guys weren't playing, so... You saw the Leafs versus the Habs. Yeah. So that's a good Canadian Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then we went out one night. We did. We uh, we went for Korean barbecue. Yeah, it was delicious. great. It was um, lit. We got some beers. Got some beers. Beer at a place near us, Crafty Coyote. Crafty Coyote. They've got about 50 beers and ciders on tap. We had a cider that was infused with Pinot Noir. Yeah, which like is rose delightful. or something. And then it's we like had a like... 9% cider that tastes like juice. It's... What's your dad's beer that he was ordering? Um, he has Le Chouf. Chouf! Like Chouf! A... What is that? It's Belgian. It was pretty good. Belgian beer, very strong. Your dad was like really into them having this beer. He was excited. Yeah, he was. Uh, you can't bridge. get it on tap back home. He gotcha. keeps saying. Um, and then we, we also you had a Jamaican rum uh, cider. Yeah, it was infused with like Jamaican rum, and it was pretty tasty as well. Again, nine mm. percent. We were feeling pretty good after that. We came back, had a couple of gin and tonics. Played uh, so, burial cart with your dad. Played burial cart. Um, which he didn't win. He didn't win. It's okay. He, he he was more into the drinking the beer than the. I think so, which is fine. Driving the car. Uh, we made him watch uh, Kenny Omega versus Ishii. Ishii. Yeah, which was great. I don't think your dad likes wrestling. No, he doesn't. He keeps asking us what the hell's going on yeah. and why yeah. it's a thing, but he's very confused by it all. He doesn't understand. It's okay. Um, I don't think my dad really gets wrestling, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's okay. But he does that thing as well where you know when it's a good point in the match and you're kind of like, shut up because this bit's cool. Right. And then he'll be like, so, Brayden, what's it like where you work? And it's like the bit where Ishii's like firing up and everything. Ah, and he's like, so what do you think about Pink Floyd? I was like, uh, yeah, they're great. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's fine. You know, parents just don't understand. Uh, they don't like wrestling. Um, I don't know. If you're, not, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Yeah. So it's fine. But I'm, I'm glad he's enjoying himself here. Yeah, he's having and a great six. time. We... We don't know quite what we're going to do today. It's his last full day today. We might go to a quiz night tonight. A quiz night. Or nice. trivia. Yes, yes. Um, so we might do that tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow it's the last day and he goes home tomorrow night. Oh. And because it's my dad, he like his flight's not to 8pm, but he'll he'll like 
leave here at like 2 p.m. He'll leave he, here at 2 a.m. He the day super before. prepared. It's, right. Every time back home, he'd need to take me to an airport. I'd be like, right, we'll get there. And Heathrow is about 20 minute drive in good traffic from okay. where I live. It's close. So, like, well, should be there like two and a half hours before. Right. Um, allow three. I'm the same like, way. And then I like okay. allowing time, but then he'll be like, so we'll leave four hours before. I was like, well, no, let's. Okay, so four and a half hours we'll be leaving. And then, like, shall we just go now, Dad? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way when it comes to that, but you can never be too safe. No. But I'm hopefully uh, he has one more good night. You're going to get him lit? He, yeah, probably. We, we took it easy last night. Uh, we went to Pai, the really popular Thai restaurant right, right. in downtown. Went with Taylor and Catherine, nice. uh, two friends of ours. Um, <clears throat> then just went to Wide Open for a drink. The lovely uh, John Price, who's a listener. Uh, yes, we went to a bar that you you are a regular at, but yeah. we, we go to quite often. Wide Open in Toronto. It's a little hole in the wall that's really popular. It's always busy. Lots of random people there. Lots of characters. And there's a listener who who's always there. So it's John, right? Yeah, Shout John. John. Um, he bought us both a drink. So thank you very much, John. Hey. Um, Excellent. He'll appreciate that I showed my dad Ishii Kenny because he's a big New Japan. Well, your dad's getting heat right now because your dad didn't like it yeah. that much. So yeah. how, your dad's wrong. Yeah. Your dad didn't like Kenny Omega and Ishii. At David's dad on... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, I had an interesting week. Um... I went on a I went on a date, right, hmm. to a karaoke bar, obviously. And uh, so, are you just going official live on air? No, right no, now? no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I went on a date, and then about like half an hour into the date, uh, we go outside for like a smoke break. And as we're like outside on the street smoking, um, just like just a little down the street, like close by, um, there's a bunch of people like frantic, all going crazy and everything and there's just a guy like on the side of the like side of the street like laying down and people are like standing above him and everything so people are like on their phones uh maybe calling the police or something then some guys like giving him cpr then like the fire people show up the ambulance show up and this guy just died damn just right outside like this bar and I'm still on my date, and I just didn't know... Was Brie Bella around at the time? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, yeah, so... But then, so... I didn't know if I should... If, if it puts, like, a damper on the date, because it's like, well, some guy just died here. Like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable now. But it was... It was, me and my date were like, this is fine, let's just continue on, you know, poor, poor guy, like, rip. Um, but there was a, a girl who was also outside having a smoke nearby, when she realized that, like, there was this guy who may or may not have, like, died, she was, like, the type who's, like, on her phone, like, trying Filming to get, it. yeah, it's like, lady, this guy's dead, like, yeah. what are you doing? And then she, she... She took pictures and some videos, and then she, when I thought she was done, she then was on FaceTime or or something, and was like, yeah, look, and then, like, did, like, selfie mode, and was like, look, there's a guy, there's a dead body there, and it just made me go, like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Because, yeah. like, as soon as I saw people trying to give this guy CPR, I saw people on their phones, which I assume they were calling, like, 911. Yeah. 
I quickly, like, we quickly, like, we're like, 911, and we're like, hey, you probably already got the call, but, you know, at this intersection, and they're like, yeah, we, did, we we have people just almost there, but this lady was just, like, filming, and it just made me, like, weep for society a little yeah. bit, but... It's bizarre, like, I went to a concentration camp once in Germany, right? and it's obviously very somber, yes. everyone, like, barely talking to each other, just walking around, sure, people taking a few photos, sure, and then you see people, like, crouched down in the cell... Throwing up the peace sign, <laughs> smiling, having a selfie, and you're like, "Oh, it's not right." I don't think that's quite right. Oh, well, I had a second date, so I mean, no one died on that one. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the third date <laughs> it could be interesting, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> the third date could be interesting, but uh, we'll see. So I don't know. It just put a weird, like it was just like, oh, and then like I went back inside the karaoke and like. Someone singing Bon Jovi, and I'm just like, this is not. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I left. I didn't even sing that night. That's how you know it affected oh, me. Oh man, I didn't even sing karaoke that night. I was like, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. So um, I, my week's been interesting, I guess. But dude, yeah, we should have taken your dad to karaoke. I know. I was trying to get him to Toby's. It just. What would your dad yeah. sing at karaoke? He's like an old British man. Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like he'd do something from a musical, maybe. Beatles. No, he's not a big fan of the Beatles. Furs like the Stones or Queen. Or... All right, I knew your dad was cool. Yeah, especially when he asked me for weed. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> um, should... uh, Sorry, I was just gonna say um, I want some suggestions from listeners because Halloween is coming up in about a month, right? And this year, I want a good costume. I don't want to leave it last minute. What was our last minute last You're year? You're gonna be Mac Miller. I'm going to be zombie Mac Miller. Um, I think that's still distasteful. I don't, <laughs> it's up in the air. I need a backup then. So last year, you were a cow, and I was a cowboy. It worked great. Which was great. It was People pretty easy. Of, yeah. and it looked good. Um, I, I want a good costume this year. So come up with suggestions. Nothing like... Well, keep it like, both of them. I need one too. Yeah. Keep it something like within a budget... Um, don't be like, oh, I saw this guy at Comic-Con dressed as Iron Man and it looks sick and, like, it shot lasers and everything. Uh, but yeah, some suggestions. At Davey Portman. At The Bray D. I, I was thinking, because our, our lovely friend Scrump uh, sent us home to Toronto with villain uh, umbrellas, I could be Mighty Squirrel, but I don't It seems like a lot of work. You need so. to grow your hair out. Yeah, well, I'll just wear the, the thing over my head the whole time. True. So it's fine. Um... I don't have anything else, so yeah, I, I'm in need for a costume. So we need we need some help. Help us out. It doesn't need to be wrestling. What's, what's wrong with your cow costume? I threw it out. Well, why did you throw it out? It was old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, why don't you go burn that house down or something? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, let's chat about not only NXT, but the Mae Young Classic we will talk about. So stay tuned for that. But first... Let's go into our up next portion of this show and we can talk about what happened on this week's NXT. NXT from Wednesday, September 26, 2018, Full Sail University. There's a lot going on in the NXT universe. Uh, the the investigation of Aleister Black is still underway. And, in fact, we're going to start off 
talking just about it because William Regal, the general manager, is here to open the show because he's got some new information on the investigation. Uh, William Regal, he comes down to the rink, comes, grabs a microphone. He says that I have a lot of information and things will be brought to light and Undisputed Era, their music hits. They come down on the ramp and they start talking to uh, the GM. Adam Cole says, Regal, you come out here week by week when you're supposed to be doing your job, but instead you're playing Sherlock Holmes, which is a dig because he's British, right? Hmm. Okay, gotcha. Roderick Strong says, when are you going to handle the situation with the War Raiders? We are your tag team champions, and we shouldn't have to worry about these large Viking cosplayers running around all the time. And 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 who cares about Aleister Black? Really, like, who likes Aleister Black? And the Full Sail crowd starts to chant there. Uh, we like Aleister did, Black. Did you see the guy in the suit in the front row? No. He, he was, like, on the ramp, and as soon as Undisputed Era came out, he was doing the... The like Yui pose. Oh my god! But he was holding it for like five minutes. Oh, the whole geez. thing, like gesturing to the camera, like look, undisputed era. Wow! And then they go, "Who likes Alistair Black?" And he puts his hand up. <laughs> and goes, I do. <laughs> Who's quite entertaining? Well, that guy likes Alistair Black. Um, William Regal says it's very interesting that you're coming out here while I talk about. This investig and they cut him off and they they all jump in the ring and they get right up to William Regal's face. They go, "Hey, William Regal, why don't you do your job? Ricochet is ducking me. I want my rematch and I want it right freaking now." There's a difference between when Adam Cole says freaking and when Seth Rollins says freaking. Just saying, there's a freaking is a terrible, stupid word. Just like crap. It's like you want to swear but you can't, so you say something else. Yeah. But Adam Cole made it sound so much better. Um, Regal says, Adam, you've never actually asked me for the rematch because you knew Pete Dunne would soften him up. So now you're asking for it, which is, like, ridiculous. So he says, how about next, or in three weeks, I believe. In two weeks. In two weeks. It is, it is going to be Adam Cole versus Ricochet versus Pete Dunne for the NXT North American Championship. And also in three weeks, I believe. Not on the same show. I don't... It's the week after. Yeah, three weeks. Undisputed Era will defend their tag team titles against the War Raiders. And leaves the ring and Roderick Strong goes, No! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now there's this shot of, of all three members here. Uh, that are being shared all over Twitter and everything, and already being memed because one guy has their hand, like either Kyle or someone has their hand covering their face, like going like, oh. and then Adam Cole has his hands over like his ears and head going like, oh. and then Roderick Strong has his hands over like his eyes or his mouth. It's uh, see no evil, hear no evil, oh, see yeah, no yeah. evil, or whatever. <laughs> it's very, very funny. I like, they're very much sort of the, the like, Frat boys in a teen movie, aren't they? Yes, yes. It's very entertaining. Um, If I was uh, Ricochet, I'd be pretty pissed off, to be honest. Because last week was a title for title match, which... Yeah, I don't get it. They were evenly matched. The Undisputed interfered. Now he's like, wait, I've got to put my title up in a triple threat, but I don't get a shot at the UK Championship again? 
Yeah, like he was screwed out of that yeah, title. Yeah, I'd so. be kind of annoyed if I was him. Um, Maybe there'll be a screwy finish there. Leads to something else. Well, I like. I assume this this kind of confirms for me what we were saying about um, the War Games match will be all of these guys. Sure, that makes because sense. the fact that both these title matches, which could have happened at a takeover, are happening on TV. I'm pretty sure this is the direction they're going for. War Which games. is good if you start like we they, they keep having these like pretty high profile yeah. matches on NXT TV. So you're getting and like, as we've seen with like Champa, like anything can happen. Title changes do exactly on yeah. TV. So yeah, this year has been pretty crazy for NXT TV. I'd say it's the best it's it's been. Um, so that is that is all happening in weeks to come with the tag titles and then the triple threat match for that. I liked the little touch of. Uh, Regal constantly calling Adam Cole Adam. I think Adam. especially because you know him as Adam Cole, baby. It right. just, it makes him feel... Adam Cole what? Baby. Oh, right. Um, it makes him feel more like a sort of, yeah, just that superior, that father figure almost like... Well, Look William Adam. Regal Look is... Look at him, settle down. When Adam Cole is in William Regal's face, the size difference between... <laughs> Adam Cole was, is small. <laughs> that was one of the things you realize, all three of these guys, and the whole NXT roster, apart from your... Big guys like yeah. the Lars and things. They're a lot smaller than a lot of your main roster guys, especially but, the guys on Raw. But that being said, Adam Cole looked really... I, I think he's he keeps getting better for me. Like, I really liked him in Ring of Honor. When, yeah. when he was, like, kind of the guy there, I was really big fan of him. And then... He's I, always been a great promo. Yeah, so. like, he, he definitely understands wrestling. Like, sure, like, I, I'm just kind of making fun of his size here. It he would kill him. He would kill Regal. It, oh, yeah. I believed it from his, his stance. But there. I also think that's where this kind of frat boy pack kind of yes. character works for them because... It works that they're in a the team too. Yeah. No Bobby Fish though. And he's polishing the trophy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it keeps changing size. <laughs> um, we have Johnny Gargano. He's backstage. He is uh, walking by. It's announced that next week he will return in action to face Tony Nese, I believe. And he says that it's good to be back. You know, I had to go home to get my head right. I had to had to realize what was going on in my life and just take a step back and, and see things from a different perspective. I had I had to be knocked down lower to get up higher. And then he says, uh, thanks for your time and, and walks off. And then he meets up with his wife, Candice, but then the cameras keep following because there's a, an altercation there with Lacey Evers. Um, and Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. You see how much I don't like this character. Um, who starts getting in an argument with Candice LeRae. And she says, uh, hey, you know, this guy, Johnny Wrestling, he needs a, he needs a wife that's, oh, that, that stands by her man always. And then walks off and then Candice wants to fight her and... Johnny says, it's not worth it. Let's just go. Let's go. So they walk off. <clears throat> so clearly, we're going to get a Candice versus Lacey match in the near future here. Um, this was fine. I feel like Johnny Gargano has now just gone down a peg for me here. I think it's a deliberate thing. I think they're going to keep him as far away from Champa and stuff for months. Okay. And maybe come the new year have a number one contendership thing that he's in <clears throat> sure. set up for that title match again and he's ready for it um, which I, I don't think is a bad idea because they did the character went to that dark place and the crowd were starting to be right anti-Gargano anti um, so it's a rebuilding phase for him which 
I think they're going back to that story eventually. I think you will I at WrestleMania weekend. To, I think he's going to win the title at WrestleMania. Definitely. Um, so, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. Keep it away because we we had it all year basically. These yes, days. we did. So don't, um, don't beat it up. Don't beat the Lacey Evans. Rest. I'm. I've said it many times. It's so I'm not really going to go into it again. I'm just not. I think she's good in the ring, but. I just don't like this character. Yeah, uh, although it's like too forced. The character, like she's dressed here outside in full sail, like they're filming this outside during the day, and like she's just dressed really nice in like an old school kind of dress. So it, it matches the character without going super overboard. But I just still it's it, things like the gloves. Though. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's a just, bit too much. Maybe it's just not for us. I don't. Know. Um, I I did find funny. Um, just. About four times during this segment, Dan Mather going, Yes. Did you get that? Did you get that? Did you get that? <laughs> they're doing it's like this after thing. the promo. Yeah, and they're doing this thing. Like, oh, follow them. What's going on here? Did you get oh, that? Oh, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Did you get it? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's take it to edit. It's like, <laughs> uh, we just, just film I don't know. I don't, I don't mind stuff okay. like that. They're, Shout out Dan Mather. <laughs> the goat. Um, speaking of backstage <laughs> things that are strange, the dream, Velveteen Dream is in a photo shoot here. Looking mad fresh, fresh to death, and uh, we get the the tail end of one. He he's like, "We're done here," and then walks off. And Kathy Kelly is chasing him. Dream, dream. I want to interview. Dream, dream. And he goes, <sighs> he keeps brushing her off. And then finally, he turns around and stops her. He says, "You know that the dream stole the show at Takeover Chicago. I stole the show at Takeover Brooklyn. I always steal the show. A few weeks ago, I beat." Johnny Wrestling. Now, I don't know what else there is to say. And then Kathy starts to ask him about the investigation towards Aleister Black. He says, The Dream is not going to talk about a man who's not here. But I, I, I don't have much to say on it. He basically says something that implies that Champa is the, the suspect. And that's what Kathy Kelly says. She goes, Wait, are you implying that the champion, NXT champion is, is involved? And he says, Kathy... The dream is not a snitch, and then walks off. You know what happened? You know what they say, David, when I grew up? Uh, snitches get stitches. Oh. So, the dream ain't snitching. What if it was the dream? Took out Alistair. Yeah. Could be. Revisit that feud. I mean, that one feud of the year last year. Yeah, like, it was good. It's good. Um, um, did you catch any of SmackDown this week? I did not, except for Samoa Joe and AJ's house, but... Okay. <laughs> um, the show opened with... Our Truth and Carmella doing Miz TV, but Truth TV. But this is why I don't watch Michael. <laughs> but Miz was dressed up as uh, sorry. Truth was dressed up as the Miz. Truth dressed up as the Miz equals Velveteen Dream. He the show he started like him. yeah because but he's got that kind of you know how Miz dresses ridiculously yeah, as well. Yeah. He looked so like Dream, but almost even with that kind of pout and stuff. I was like, this is. Interesting. They do have similar uh, truth and dream. Like they're both super jacked. Like they got similar yeah. body types. So, yeah, uh, I did not watch it, and I don't think I will. But thank you. <laughs> that you really sold me on SmackDown. Carmella dyed her hair. You really? Oh, well, maybe I will watch now. I don't know. <laughs> to what color? Uh, it's like a brownie red. Wow. She looked good. Oh, yeah. interesting. Hmm. Uh, we get a vignette here for Lars Sullivan. Uh, five-star Lars that's basically promoting his upcoming match that's about to happen. He comes down to the ring. He's facing a guy named Victor Orchent. Victor Orchent? Who this also was had... weird. He had Walker on his trunks. He had Walker on I think on they his... were calling him Warchard 
Well, I don't know. Victor Walker, who's a guy on the indies, is what I found. But uh, Lars Sullivan is here to beat him up, which he does. He throws the clubbing blows and the forearms, uh, a crazy pop-up power slam. Uh, he's just tossing him around the ring like a rag doll, like we always see him do. And then Lars is attacked by EC3, who then starts punching the hell out of uh, Lars here, sends him to the outside. They keep trying to brawl out. EC3 gets the advantage and fights him off. And Lars retreats and walks away up the ramp, looking very scary. The camera kind of zooms in on him, like, laughing and smiling. Mm. Um, but he's a scary-looking dude, so... You could be Lars for Halloween. Wow, Just I could. Just wear red trunks with Lars written on the back. How do I go around letting people know that I am five stars? <laughs> I am five star Lars. I don't think anyone will get Like, if I'm the villain, Marty Squirrel, not a lot of people will get it. A few, like, diehard... Or it would just look cool, anyway. It would look scary in Halloween. Or people would oh, be like, why are you just, why are you your just a guy in his underwear? Like, who are you? A giant Caillou? I don't understand. Um... I thought EC3 looked great in this thing. Yeah, this, I, this I made him look really like a baby face. Enjoyed yeah. this, yeah. This um, was like your classic baby face. But also, he face. looked believable that he could take on Lars. I thought yeah. he got a lot of offense. and So, obviously, we're going to see that down the line, these two going at it. Um, I thought this was fine. I, I like the fact that Lars didn't stay to beat him up. It's kind of like, even though he's back and he's returning and now he's all mm. scary again, he still is like, oh, I don't want to fight this guy right now. So It was almost like... A kind of look on his face where, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Because he's just, he kills everyone. And so they, it's like, oh, this guy. Took and the it commentary me. team here, like, were, it was done on purpose. Like, they zoom in on the la uh, the smile that he's got. Like, it's really scary looking. His teeth are sharp and scary. Mm. And it's like, almost like, okay, I see you, fam. We're going to fight. We're gonna, I'm going to fucking kill you, probably. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I like to watch that match. Um, it's, a, it's a good little TV program, I'd say. So we'll see what happens with Lars Sullivan and Victor Walker at one point if he comes <laughs> back. Um, William Regal is backstage. He's walking towards his office. And as he does, Nikki Cross is leaving his office, making a lot of weird like noises and strange things. She says to Regal that, I want Bianca again. And William Regal says, all right. You know what? After that match a few weeks ago, the the craziness that ensued, maybe you will get that. She says, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And she walks off. Obviously, she knows something in around this investigation from Aleister Black. And then uh, Dan Matha with his iPhone or microphone is there and says, what is... What does Nikki know, R Regal? What, is, what does Nikki Cross know? Regal says, I don't know. She knows a lot of things. Loch Ness, Bigfoot, who knows? Don't, don't listen to her. And then goes into his office. What does Nikki Cross know? She, saw, she was on the roof, right? Yeah. So she saw who attacked? I feel like she's Gollum in Lord of the she Rings. She is! Isn't she? Just talks a load of nonsense, but yeah. Baggins! Shire! Uh, Bianca Bella. Uh, Do it, Shayna. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I want her to go. I, I want her to go on the main roster. I think it's time for. I think I don't mind her. Her craziness in the ring. I don't mind so much. It's all this. It's anything that takes me out of wrestling. And yeah. Okay, we've been watching a dead man for 
20, 30 years, but <laughs> like, I don't know, I just can't get over this. When you've got so many kind of real characters in wrestling now, and then you've got this crazy golem, Scottish golem running Well, around. we got these real characters such as the Mighty, who now come down to the ring because they're going to have a match. It's the Mighty versus the Street Profits, which is a, a match that's been hyped up here for a few weeks on NXT. A few weeks ago, the Mighty stole the chains and the, and the drinking cup from the Street Profits, and now it's led to this matchup here. Now, the Street Profits music hit, and usually when they come out, they come out wildin', they're all turned up, they got their drink, they, they're whipping it, they're stirring the pot. Not this week. They lost their mojo. They lost their mojo. No chains on, no smiles, and no cup. Nothing to drink. And uh, they're just all serious. A different side of the street Look profit. pissed. Wouldn't you be? Someone yeah. stole your chain? Um, they come down to the ring. The two teams are in the middle of the ring, standing face to face. And the mighty start taunting them with their chains going, oh, Street Profits with the chains holding them up. And Montez Ford, with a sucker punch to Miller, I believe, just knocking him out. And then they start to brawl, and the match starts. I thought this was great. That they, looked awesome. Yeah, I, I yeah. audibly went, oof. Yeah, like, it came out of nowhere. It had a big, like, smacking noise, yeah. too. Great spot. I just like the fact that the, they came out, uh, like, a serious note. Like, yeah. like they were mad. What did you think of the new white uh, outfits? For for the street profit, yeah, it was fine. It was it looked everything just looked a little different. So yeah, it I, I I was kind of into them more now. It's definitely like the um, little things here for these guys. They just yeah. keep they keep tweaking some stuff. Like this the the serious near serious stuff made it like a little refreshing because yeah. like they weren't so just jumping around doing nonsense. So uh, the match starts off here, and there's like a crazy senton to the outside from Montez Ford. He can like jump. He, has, he gets he, so much. He's height. got Kofi springing. Yeah, hasn't like, he? like just can he can jump, jump so and high. Fly. He is cr he's crazy height. Um, the, however, it leads to the mighty getting the offense here. There's a hot tag to, Do to Dawkins, but the mighty is just beating on him like nonstop. Finally, he tags Montez Ford back in. He's doing a bunch of more flips and some a spinning heel kick in the match here. Uh, Laura, uh, Mauro Ronaldo says that Montez Ford is lit, just like Kanye West is. Um, sure. Thank you, Mauro. Um, the Mighty uh, basically duck a move on the outside and then drop kick the stairs into Montez Ford's knee, which then uh, later in the match, Miller is just working the leg of Ford here and applying like knee bars and knee locks and all these things. I really like this. You, I, I can't recall ever seeing someone slip between like the ring and the steps, yes. like getting trapped there. I thought it was, yeah. it was quite an inventive spot. As, and made it believable that yeah, his leg is then mangled after that. And then like they started working the leg, and then he gets out of it, but somehow, the, I believe it's Miller here again, who, uh, I don't even, I keep forgetting the other guy's name. Shane Thorne. Thorne. Come on, he's my guy in Elimination Chamber. Oh, right, yeah, we played Elimination Chamber the other day, and he was pretty good in the game. He was good, yeah. but Sawyer Fulton, who I don't know why is in the game, why was he in WWE kept on winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever play like WWE The Games and then like, you face the computer and that one character just keeps kicking your ass and then you have to like 
make a rematch against that character and then they it's Sawyer Fulton why is really Sawyer good. why was he even he's in not this? even on the roster Andrade Cien Olmos isn't in the game he wasn't Sawyer even in Fulton is who hasn't been in the company for two years is Andrade in the new one coming up yes alright and Zelina we need to get a copy of that game yeah we need to get an advanced copy somehow we do we might talk about it yeah definitely we have some maybe some guests or something to maybe. talk about it me and David will definitely be uh, getting WW2K19. We should do a, a Patreon where people just pay a dollar or so just to help us get the game. <laughs> uh, help us get the game because you have a PS4. We're going to play it. We'll definitely talk about it and review it and maybe even Twitch and all that stuff in the near future. So stay tuned for that. But but yes, uh, uh, the the mighty here, uh, Shane Thorne, yeah. beats on, on, on these guys. And then there's the finish here, which is a... Figure four jackknife pin, which I'm not too sure I've seen before. So you basically you lock, leg lock the guy somehow and then do a ja- like a pin over top of the guy. You can't escape from this move. No, it made complete sense as well because your legs fucked. Because he's so you hurt. Can't, you can't kick out from it. Right. Um, I really like this match. I wasn't super into this match as much as I I guess I thought I would have been because I like both these teams, but I oh. the mighty for me I just don't they just they're just a little boring i i was in i'm the opposite i was into this more than i thought i would be i i like the whole selling of the body part it's similar what they did with trent seven in that uh tag match right and i like all the teases of the hot tag that never happens and eventually it being the finish um i think montez ford is great as i said he's got the spring of kofi but then all his lariats and things are pretty look pretty stiff yeah he looks aggressive um I think, I, I can't even remember Dawkins being in this match. I know he was only in it right. for a, a second, but... Right, no, um, Montez Ford is Montez Ford the star. Is the star. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see where they go with him, because I can't... Unfortunately, I'd, I can't see Dawkins going that far. I can't see them as tag team sure. going that far within the whole company, but I can see him being featured. And I like the Mighty. I like their look. I like everything they got going on. Like, Morrow keeps going... Or maybe it was Nigel. They keep going into, like, the Aussie thing. They talked about Australia, like, throughout this whole match. And, like, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but that's not who they are anymore. They need to drop that. They just need to have good matches. Yeah, they just need to Um, just wrestle and they'll be fine. As I said, the the Revival were in the company... Okay, look at them now, but they're NXT run. Right. The Revival were in the company for years... And they were those guys people would forget about, people didn't care about. Um, when they were in the match at Wembley, everyone was chanting, which one's Dawson, which one's Dash? Like, no one cared. Right. Then they started just having really fantastic matches. Exactly. And they got over. Like That's what they might need to do. I just, they, they haven't just done it for me yet. They just good, good They just haven't done it for me um, I thought this was a step in the right direction for both teams. I, I, I really enjoyed this match. Maybe the Street Profits will break up. If they don't have their chains and their cups, they're mm. going to break up. It's um, like Undertaker's urn. <laughs> the chains. <laughs> <laughs> the donkey rope. The chains. I need a new chain. No. <laughs> I never wear chains. I can't do it. I just, I look too douchey. Don't like it. I don't get jewelry. Um, Vanessa Bourne versus Kyrie Sane here uh, is our next matchup. Um, Vanessa Bourne comes out and in the beginning of the match, she takes Kyrie's pirate hat Kyrie's urn <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do you find someone's gimmick and you exploit it and you steal their their prop it's Kyrie like, looked so pissed she was, she was mad like, 
eat you fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> you what? What did you just do? Did you just, just take my hat? Yeah, Kyrie went from uh, zero to 100 real yeah. quick here. Uh, starts pounding on Vanessa Bourne. Uh, Bourne fights back and hits this like twisting suplex that looked really cool. Yeah, the Starry Night. They the called starry it. I Night. This look, yeah, great. Yeah, it was a cool looking move. Uh, Kyrie fights back with a jumping, like, spiking DDT. Kind of like how uh, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler does yeah. it. Looked pretty cool as well. She hits the sliding D, hits the insane elbow, and pins Vanessa Bourne in a little squash this, match here. Um, this is the best sliding D she's done, I think. It looked really... <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> um, can't say no, it No, it, it often looks kind of shitty. She often does it to the corner. I mean, I don't know about my and, sliding D. But... <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. why you're still sick. Uh, 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 the sliding D <laughs> looks fine. I, I thought it looked good. Um, Vanessa Bourne, have you ever seen Flashdance? Yeah, she looks exactly, exactly yeah, like She's it, like yeah. Jessica, uh, Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. Yeah, with the 100%. big hair yeah, yeah. and her pose at the beginning. I think she, I love Vanessa Bourne. She's cool. Yeah, She's hot. Yeah. <laughs> the Vision. She needs an infinity stone in her forehead. No. Is she calling herself The Vision? She's called The Vision. The Vision Vanessa Bourne. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can fucks with that. Uh, I I don't I think she's kind of got something too. I, I've always said that from watching her. Uh, she got a really good look and she's got potential. I think. But yeah. She lost here to Kyrie, um, but Shayna Baszler comes out after this match. She's on the ramp. She has a microphone. She says that not only does she come out, she interrupts Kyrie's happy dance. Oh yeah, <laughs> like she stops the dance. Like that's heel. Yeah. Do you know it yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Known it for months. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> I shouldn't have questioned. Did you not see me on TV? Shayna <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baszler says, you know, you, you can celebrate all you want, but I deserve a rematch. I, I can beat you. You know, you've beat me, you've beat me before, and I, but this time, you know, I'm going to do it. She's like, I'll, I'll give you, I'll admit it. You got one on me. You, you did it. You beat me. But it won't happen again. So I need my rematch so I can win back my title because it's mine. Kyrie, oh, what were you going to say? She says, um, I'm going to drop anchor on this championship reign. I was thinking, surely that means the championship reign isn't going anywhere because it's anchored down. <laughs> it, I just, I was trying to think like, no, I get what you're doing. The point thing, but you're, you're saying I'm going to, this title's not going anywhere. I'm going to take the title and cast you off to shore. There we go. That's better. You know, like walk the plank yeah. or some shit, you know? Just thinking of all the things Captain Hook would say, my my <laughs> idol. Um, so Kyrie grabs the microphone and says, "Shayna Baszler, you will get your rematch at WWE Evolution." So now we know at this pay per view event, the the all women's first ever WWE all women's the NXT Women's Championship will be defended. Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. I, I really like that they're having NXT matches on this. Yes, 100%. Um, I'm hoping it will get even more eyes on NXT. People will watch it and go, wow, that was, that was yeah, great. Yeah, these, these two should go out and like kill each other, and then people yeah. will be like, what, what was that? So we should watch NXT. That's, that's exactly what it's true. I'm, I'm cool with this. I, liked, I like this. Like, yep. I actually kind of like their, their match was good. Yeah. It wasn't one of my favorite matches ever, but I think this could be really good as well. I agree. This was a, a really... This, this is all you needed to do to set this up was this. Yeah. You don't need to do much more. I'm sure they will do more on the way there, but we'll get there. 
Uh, we get a uh, Keith Lee like backstage kind of thing. He's like walking down some. He hallways. has a wonderful smile. He's just always smiling. He's very happy. He's like just smiling always. Um, he's walking. People are asking him about, "Hey, are you limitless?" He goes, "Yes, I am." I don't know. I didn't really understand no. this part. <laughs> he's basically walking. He's like. Thanks, guys. He's doing a real fake, like, walking away thing. And then he goes into this other room. And there's someone sitting down in a chair getting his hair done. Wearing his glasses. He takes off his glasses. It's Kona Reeves. They start talking. And Kona says, uh, you know, look at you and look at me. You say you're, you're limitless. Well, I'm the finest. You call that glory? You don't know glory. You're nothing. Keith Lee basically says, uh, you know what, kid? I'll show you. I'll show you, Kona Reeves. Basically setting up, teasing us for what possibly could be the biggest dream match of the ages. Keith Lee versus Kona Reeves. Uh, Kona Reeves has been on a bit of a, a losing streak. And that's what Keith Lee was kind of picking at here. So do you think the losing streak will continue? Yeah. <laughs> I think they've had Keith Lee against the, like, nobodies. Right. And now it's, like... Right. Now he's jumping from nobodies... Well, to... Main event level NXT superstar Kona Reeves. It's a, it's a ladder, isn't it? They climb up. Right. Um, yeah, I think this will just be a, a higher profile squash. Uh, then Keith Lee walks away. Kona, I'm yawning just from talking about Kona Reeves... Kona then tells his uh, hairdresser to keep working on my hair. And then he goes, can you believe that guy? She's like, I know. <laughs> this, this hairdresser is a heel. Um, so we'll see that, that dream matchup down the line in the near future. We go to our main event of the evening. NXT champion Tomasa Ciampa versus Otis Dozovich. So... These two, what what happened that sparked this match? The whole investigation thing, and then the... the I think it was uh, Heavy Machinery saying they're pretty sure it's Champa. Yeah, and then Champa was like... That's how most of the feuds are happening at the moment. Right. It's, it's people it's, pointing fingers at each other. It's sad. Alistair Black it's, thing. It's sad. You know, has anyone thought about just asking Alistair Black? This is true. <laughs> this is very true. Hey. He'll come back, guys. It, it, it was Velveteen Dream. Like, you could have just asked You could have just asked me. I've been sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> sitting at home doing weird sorcery and magic. You could have yeah. just asked me. Um, no, he's probably still in a coma. They've not mentioned Aleister Black. No. That's probably why. Because they're like, oh, this is stupid. He's probably awake now. He wouldn't be in a coma from this attack. Uh, well, we'll find out soon, I'm sure. Um, this match starts off. Moro says that Champa is... Truly the definition of sicko mode. Do you know what sicko mode is? Being a sicko? The Drake and Travis Scott song. Who? Exactly. Okay. Um, Champa gets caught in like this huge spinning, tossing power slam. So Otis catches him in a power slam move, spins and spins and spins and spins and then tosses him around like nothing. Uh, Champa goes to the outside to like catch his breath. And Otis does the caterpillar in the ring, or the, the worm, I guess mm. you, we'd call it. Um, I can't do that. I can, but it, it hurts. I'm sure it does. Uh, Champa goes into... They, they brawl back and forth. I think Champa keeps trying to get like a count-out win here, or, or trying to escape, essentially. But um, there's a spot where Otis is 
body is in the ring, but his head is poking out to the outside over the apron. And Champa decides to hit him with a running knee strike to the head off the apron. He's done it before in his matches. It's just a crazy spot. Um, he sends him into the ring, hits Otis with another huge knee to the head, like a V-trigger type style thing. Only a two count. They brawl back and forth, and and Otis hits this crazy huge lariat on Champa. Uh, Champa tries to retreat. He grabs his title. He's like, I've had enough. I'm done with this. He's walking up the ramp. But Tucker Knight comes out and stops him from escaping. Uh, Champa gets back into the ring, but he's getting tossed around again. Um, Champa goes for like his, uh, his rope-hung DDT, but then gets dumped to the outside. Otis then hits an exploder suplex on Champa on the outside of the ring. Um, he sends Champa back inside the ring. And hits a pop-up sit-out powerbomb. But the NXT champion kicks out at two. Uh, Otis climbs up. He's going for what looks like a Vader bomb. But Champa stops it. Blanks, blanks, uh, blocks it, rather. And then somehow spikes Otis on the apron with that d- draping DDT. Then picks up his carcass and hits the draping t- DDT in the ring... And pins Otis Dozovich. Um, I thought this was quite fun. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Otis Dozovich the next big thing? <laughs> <laughs> he's such a goofball, but he can actually wrestle. And he's a kind of a beast. What's the deal I, with that? I think he's always going to kind of be in this spot. Right. Um, is he kind of the Rikishi thing? I was just going to say, I think he's Rikishi. Like, Rikishi was so popular, moved really well for a big guy. Right, right. Um, you could mix him in with those top guys when you needed to, but he was never really going to break through and be that top star. Sure. Um, but he's someone the crowd are always going to get behind. So, in a period of time where you've got this big gap between now and the next takeover, and you don't really want to sacrifice your... Your top guys who you're trying to protect, sure. someone like Otis Dozovich is perfect to go in. This is fine. We'll go in, to watch, have a yeah. good match. The crowd are going to be fully behind him. He'll put on a show and then he can move back to the tag division not being damaged at all by this loss. I feel like he should stay in NXT for a while and kind of just keep getting a little bit better. Because, I, yeah, I could I could watch more of him, actually. Yeah. He's, he's pretty fun. Like, he is fun. I, I, I'm not really into comedy things in my wrestling, but he's got the... The good mix. He just we just works it out. He he ran over Champa. No, uh, Black. <laughs> he's if Rikishi. He's Rikishi. Wow. He did it. I did it. For, he did it for Gargano. I did it for Johnny Wrestling. I did it for the people. Um, that is uh, this week's episode of NXT. Do we have any uh, feedback? Also, did uh, Champa's music have words? The yeah. last time. It did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't remember it, whereas I noticed it this time. We've got a little bit of fear. Everyone just hates on Champa's new theme song. Like, why does everybody hate it? I think that's he's doing the right thing. Let's talk... We were talking about the video game. Mm. Well, we talk, so, so the guy gets no music. Yeah. And gets just booze all the time. And that, that's his heat, right? Yeah. And then that started to get really popular. Oh, God, yeah. So then, that, then, he, got, then he got theme music because he's such a dick. Because he's like, yeah, you like doing that thing where I don't have music? Well, guess what? Now I have music and it's the best music ever. And then people are like, wow, you're such a dick. You heal. And now the biggest heel move possibly in in 2018 world of wrestling. WWE 2K19 is coming out. 
and there's all these characters that have never been in WWE games before, and maybe before, but now like they're true like characters are in the game. Like, yeah. What, like you know, Johnny Gargano is in the game. Last year he was in it with with Champa, and they were DIY. Yeah. They were just okay. This year, like they're in the game. However, well, actually, they they changed it right at the end last year because Johnny Gargano has his Johnny wrestling music. Okay. Cool. Um. So, but that it was released around the same time as the right, turn. Right. So, so they do things very last minute. But Dakota Kai is in the game, and like, right? You're right. People that you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting them to be in it. This oh. year, this year has a lot of new people as yeah. well. This year has a, like the this this roster this year in the WWE 2K19 game. It's huge. Is possibly the best. You know who's not in it? Champa. The NXT champion is such a fucking heel that he's like, I'm not in the game. I Andrade did the same last you year because I looked me. up why Andrade wasn't in last year's game because he was champion at the time. Oh. And um, apparently he asked to not be in it. But then he's in it this year. So why would you... I don't... Because it's big money to be in the game. Why would you ask not to be in it? The only thing I see happening is Champa being DLC down the line. Yeah. And being like... uh, like, If you want me 50 bucks. Yeah. It has to be such a heel thing. Uh, He's definitely going to be in it. So you can't have a bald head on Creator Wrestler because I don't want you making me. <laughs> yeah, Another he can, 50 bucks. <laughs> he can say all this like outlandish shit in a promo and be such a heel. It's just so funny. Like, I don't know. It must be a deliberate thing. Yeah, that they made him, apparently. He yeah. was like ready to be in the game. They yeah. just pulled him out. I, I don't know. I'd like to find out more if you know more about this. I think it's a, on, I think it was done on purpose. Yeah. Uh, it's just really funny because I would like to play as... as Champa, you know? Oh, yeah. Do we have some feedback we here? We do. Uh, should I kick it off? Yeah, forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night when NXT and Mae Young Classic and, and 205, whatever you watch, post up on forum.postwrestling.com. Always free, such as our shows. And you can uh, write in and we'll read your questions and stuff here on the show. Okay, we've got our friend Jake from the Windy City. Uh, liked the main event and kind of surprising that Dozovic dominated about three fourths of that match. As he has done throughout his run to this point, Champa seized an opening, exploited it, and won. Winning cleanly because he is smarter is a much more effective way of getting him heat than having him cheat at every turn. What do you guys think of Dream and Champa being the next rumored program? Yeah, I'm fine with that. It, I, I like it has to be Champa that was the one who attacked Alistair Black. Uh, in a weird, twisted world, um, in another dark timeline it is gargano who took out black yeah. but i feel like that that just isn't what happened so i feel like it should be champa and black for the title at the the next takeover no he was saying dream and champa oh sorry dream and champa hey you know what that sounds good too i think what's great about dream is you can have him he's anyone he's he's neither a heel nor a face he's the dream so you can have him go against the top heel in the company you can have him against the top baby face in the company does Dream... He's got his fans and they're going to cheer him or boo him regardless. I, I do think it should be Champa that took out Black and then have that. But Dream and Champa sounds pretty damn good too because yeah. that's a match we haven't really seen. So I, I think Dream and anyone. I think Dream is uh, beyond NXT realistically, but I hope he doesn't leave. He should yeah. be champion. He should stay here for a while. Like The poor guy probably is like, yo, I should be fucking making money. I should be like traveling, you know. He's young and everything still, but yeah. he is so, well, that's so the thing. good. He is young, so you 
you shouldn't rush him. Yeah, and overexpose him yet. Like I know it, it's shitty, but, but like he's so good, and like don't leave NXT. Yeah, like I don't want to see you turn into Tyler Breeze. No, so see what happens there. Uh, KB61 from Perth, Australia. Some quick notes about NXT. I will never tire of watching Five Star Lars just straight up wreck people. He has a real presence and kudos to production because they totally nailed the lighting on his entrance. Keen to see him in a higher profile singles match. Yeah, I like his entrance. They do, I like do. the shadowy thing. It's kind of like, you know, King what they Kong, used to do with Mark Henry where they shot him from yeah, behind yeah. just make him look huge. It's, it makes him look scary. Yeah. It's great. Um, he's like a real horror movie killer. Um, he says, I love seeing my boys the Mighty pick up a win in what I thought was a pretty good match. Definitely the best since their return. Seeing people you used to watch wrestle for years in rec centers succeed on a big stage is awesome and still a bit surreal. Yeah, I, I feel that because our friend here is from Perth. Uh, Dozer is just a fascinating looking human being. Just an absolute unit. I think he's great, but I honestly would never expect such a good match out of him. If I was Tucker Knight, I'd be very concerned. <laughs> Thanks again, lads. Um, yeah. Do you ever want to read the next one? Um, sure. Uh, Carlos from sunny Scotland. Love the Regal Undisputed Era interaction and wonder how their matches in two weeks will pan out. Fish makes the save, maybe? Main event was better than expected and shows Otis has main event potential. Keith Lee, as pronounced by Reeves, was a fun inter interaction, keeping him around ready for a title push next year. Lee, not Reeves. <laughs> Rest of the show was a little bland for me. Yeah, I thought I thought the show was just a little. I mean, the main event was fine, but the rest of it was just like, eh, whatever. Nothing really kind of happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, our friend Carlos here is right. Kona Reeves should get a title push. <laughs> <laughs> He's the finest. Uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, I need to see some. I haven't seen much of him. Like I saw some stuff of him on the indies now, but it's, and and him here doing some squashes. He's just a, a guy who smiles, who wears an ugly hoodie. If you ask me, <laughs> like kayfabe wise, that's the, who he is to me. Yeah. If I'm a wrestling fan who watches WWE and I don't know about any other things in the world of wrestling, Keith Lee is just a large, smiling man who wears a, a hoodie with his own shadow on it. So I don't know. You tell me. Should I be a Keith Lee fan? Probably not just yet, but we'll see. I think I will start to love him. Um, Alright, well that's the feedback we got for NXT this week. Not super, not too much going on, so I understand Shall, why. Uh, before we move on to M uh, May Young Classic, shall I do my quick 205 recap? Did you watch 205? I did watch 205. I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping recently, so oh. watching three hours of wrestling uh, is, is okay for me. <laughs> Just put on more Kona Reeves matches. Yeah. You'll, you'll fall asleep real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you watch 205 Live. You watch 205 Live, and what I do is watch the GIFs from it. So right. I saw some crazy-looking spots uh, from 205 Live. Yeah, it was it was good. I, I Did said, you have 205 seconds? I said I'm going to try and do it in 205 seconds. Just you know what? It's, it. it's unrealistic, so I'll do it in a Buddy Murphy 205, as in it fluctuates... Between sometimes actually being 230 nice. pounds, sometimes being nice. 195. So, nice. a Buddy Murphy 205 seconds. Uh, the show starts with Noam Dar versus Leo Rush, the two youngest people on the roster. Rush slaps Dar to start the match off. It's a very quick start. Both are running all over the place, and eventually Dar stops him by kicking him viciously in the leg. Uh, 
I think Leo Rush is so exciting to watch. I he's think so fast. He's so quick. I think it makes perfect sense putting him as the first person on 205 Live because people might stick around for a bit and they go, oh, that's that guy I saw on Raw. Sure. And then they see how exciting and quick he is that they think, maybe I'll stay for the whole show. Um, Dar ducks across body and Rush gets caught up in the top ropes from the dive. Um... Rush ends up winning the match with a big kick to the surgically repaired knee of Dar, then a big roundhouse kick to the jaw, and then hits his dragon's call. It's kind of his like low-down frog splash right? Uh, to win the match. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a great, quick uh, pace match to start off the show. I like Noam Dar, and I like Leo Rush, yeah. so I should be watching too. I just didn't watch it this week, but yeah. I should be watching. I like most it's of those guys. It's good. Like, if you've got time to watch it, watch it. Like... If you're what if you're listening to our show, you like NXT, you like wrestling. Sure. Um, this is a really good wrestling show, I think. Um, Drake Maverick has a sit-down interview with Cedric Alexander and his challenger at the Super Showdown, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Not much is said here other than both are gonna win. Um, does he call him mate? He does. Yeah. Uh, I think Buddy Murphy could be a really good heel. I like he him. He is a spot. really good. He is a really good <laughs> heel. It's amazing thinking he was. Uh, NXT of, tag team champion. Yeah, it's it's a distant <laughs> memory, but he looks great. I think he sounds great. It's it's cool when you have different accents on the show as well. Like the we need more Aussies in wrestling. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to see him win in Australia, and the place needs to the win. place could erupt actually, which would be great for two yeah, and five. Yeah. Like thinking about Australian wrestling. I know we were talking about the mighty earlier. Uh, they're just not there yet. But like. Buddy Murphy, he's this guy who's like, yeah, he's just been like this kind of side guy on a side show, essentially. Mm. But at this event, it makes it special. He should win at this event. Yeah. I've seen some of his matches. What was that one? It was like a no DQ or whatever match. with Was it Mustafa Ali? I think it was Mustafa Ali. Yo, that shit was nuts, insane. man. Insane. Yeah, yeah, so like, give this guy this, just do it and see yeah. what happens. Like, make, you're, you'll get press. Like, the Aussie press there in Melbourne, like, they'll... They'll eat that shit up, yeah. so you and should. C and Cedric's just kind of bland. He's he's a great wrestler, but like I get he's it, he's bland. he's the champion and and he's been defending and and all this stuff. But like maybe now's the time to kind of yeah. pull the trigger there, or even do it and then they continue a feud. But yeah. Buddy Murphy winning in Australia at that that arena there in his hometown in Melbourne. Uh, I mean, it would baby face him for that night, but yes. who cares? Who'd like, do it. It's do it for sure. Do it, and then he comes out on two hundred five the week after, and is like, "I'm back here in the U.S. Like, screw you guys." Yeah, yeah. Um, next match we have Brian Kendrick with Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher against some jobber. They don't even mention this guy's name. Nice. Um, Kendrick basically knocks him to the floor, uh, locks in the captain's hook, and taps him out in under thirty seconds. After the match, uh, Gulak just beats the shit out of this jobber. Obviously, Gulak lost his title match last sure. week. He's pissed off. I I really like this vicious side of Gulak. He's he's grown the beard out. He's kind of erased all those memories of the goofy Gulak we had with Enzo, which I thought he was great then as well, but right. I think Gulak's a killer. Like yeah. He's a really good wrestler, wrestler and um, I like this a lot. We have a Mustafa Ali promo. Uh, he says he may be insane going after Hideo again because Hideo like took him out big time in their last match. Yes. Um, but people are looking up to him to do something about Hideo Itami. 
and he calls he says it he doesn't see it as being insane he sees it as being the light in the dark um i like that because he wears lights yeah things um john pollock's favorite tjp uh cuts a promo he's wearing lince dorado's mask which he stole last week um he says he used to work in mexico so he knows about all the tradition uh, but he didn't care about it then, and he certainly doesn't care about it now, and next week he will tap out Kalisto. Damn. So he's going through this run of all the... He hates Mexicans. All the Mexicans, the fi- taking their masks. The Phil M. Flash hates Mexicans. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll have a, like, mask versus... Hair. Dab match. <laughs> his hair. Yeah. He's, he, he, he fixes his hair all the time. Yeah. He's like Danny Zuko. He, he looks weird with a shaved head as well. Exactly. Imagine him shaving his head. Mask versus hair. Yeah. Do it. TJP, your hair's going, son. Um, main event of the evening is Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Itami. Um, I haven't seen Hideo Itami since being on 205. Uh, he's updated his music a bit. It's slightly, like, slightly higher, slightly faster right. pace. Right. Uh, Fits his like heel uh, sure. persona. Um, Ali looks strong at the start of the match. He's avoiding all of Itami's strikes. Um, they're saying that he's trying to play it a bit more cleverly this time because he normally just throws everything out there and then gets trapped by all of the kicks. Sure, uh, but he's avoiding them all with a few flips and cartwheels. Uh, he catches Itami with a spinning heel kick and actually busts uh, Hideo's mouth open. Uh, so Hideo is bleeding from the mouth. Um, Itami catches Ali in the corner and normally when you see them like swing their leg against the post like their knee yeah. he does it but with his head oh. um, it looked pretty nasty and this uh, really has him having the advantage he does a big spike DDT and goes for a pin but only a two count Itami now just has the advantage for a long time he's kicking the shit out of Ali uh, keeps going to the crowd respect me, respect me like he was doing towards yes. the end of his uh, NXT run. Um, Ali gets out of a GTS attempt and comes back with a face buster, followed by a power bomb, and then hits a big uh, kind of, you know, the Tope Con Hilo, but when they like handspring off the top yeah, rope almost yeah. um, to the outside, and this really gets the crowd going. Chance of 205, 205, 205. Um, Ali then goes for a crossbody off the steps but gets hit midair with a drop kick from Atami. Uh, Ali sets him up for the 054, but uh, Hideo knocks him off and hits a falcon arrow from the second rope. Um, Hideo then goes for a superplex from the top. This spot was uh, really interesting, actually. So he, they're both on the top rope. He's going for the superplex, but Ali pushes him. But as he's pushed him in midair, he jumps and goes for a frog splash. Whoa. So. Hideo's landing as right. he's still midair, sure. And Hideo tries to get the knees up, but because he's already jumped, the knees don't quite get up in time, and he kind of just squashes the legs. Um, so it's damaged both of them. This right. was a, a really cool looking spot. Um, Ali then sets Hideo up on the apron and hits a four fifty on yeah, the apron. Yeah, looked crazy. The hardest part of the ring. <laughs> Holy shit! Cr- uh, chance uh, from the crowd. Um, both are dead, double count out, um, Hideo is completely out cold, Ali's clutching his ribs in pain, uh, Drake Maverick runs out to check on both guys, uh, calls for help from the back, and 205 Live goes off the air. 
That sounds that sounds like a pretty crazy match. I, like, it was a really good match. Like I saw the clips of it, and including that four fifty, which is just insane. Yeah, um, yeah. Both these, both Hideo is. I feel bad because like Hideo was supposed to. Everyone kept saying he's gonna be like the crazy star, and then he he should have been in Nakamura's spot exactly. And then Nakamura came along. Yeah, exactly. And Hideo had injuries. Yeah, um, he because the NXT parking lot. Yeah, everyone knows this is a dangerous, dangerous yeah. place. It's like Southside Chicago. It's dangerous. <laughs> um, I think Mustafa Ali is great, though. I like he is fantastic. And the thing about the light and stuff, how he comes out with his entrance and stuff like that. People say he looks like Seth Rollins, but I can separate Seth Rollins from Prince Ali. So uh, I, I would like to see more. I would like to watch some two hundred five. Yeah, it's it's good. I think they're they're starting to do the right thing. Keep with the wrestling. Try Just wrestle. Try and have um, have a really high-paced, fast match to yes. start with to get the crowd woken up again. Be different from. I think they are they taping before Raw or after. Raw? They they've moved the taping slot now. Yeah. Um, but I think you you really need to grab that audience's attention, and if people stick around and start liking these characters, because I like pretty much every guy on the show right. tonight. I apart from. Uh, Brian Kendrick who I just sure. don't get at all yeah. I think he looks completely out of place there um, but no it was it was a good show it really quite easy watch with some really good wrestling so I highly recommend it definitely check out that match it sounds like it was two or five seconds you did it in two or five did seconds. I? oh I'm glad yeah you did <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening at 1.5 speed maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright well then now let's stay forever young Let's talk about the May Young Classic from this week on the WWE Network. We got it's the the last, the final week of the first round matches. Right. Uh, we start with Rachel Evers. I think this is who you keep getting confused with, Lacey Evers. Yes, one hundred percent. The names. So, so Rachel Evers, uh, trained by Lance Storm, she's known as the Queen of Strong Style. Um, those of you familiar will know she's Paul Ellering's daughter. Oh, your favorite. God, no wonder I hate this woman. <laughs> oh, I knew something was wrong with her. No, I'm kidding. She's actually quite, quite good at this, this wrestling thing. So she's returning from last year's tournament. Um, we see her fella, Cassius Ono, yes. in the front, cheering her on. The king of strong style, and maybe. she is facing uh, Japan's Hiroyu Matsumoto, known as the Lady Godzilla. They describe her as, um, she's very colourful. Um, she clearly has the same dentist as Kona Reeves. Oh. Um, but, uh, just sort that out. You're on TV. Um, um, Lady Godzilla and I was sold. Like, I, <laughs> I love, like, I have a... Godzilla thing on top of my speakers here. Uh, I I was instantly like, wait a second, who is this woman and how do I get her to marry me? Uh, she looks like a monster. Like, she's scary. Yeah. As the commentator was like, I think it was Renee, she's like, she's known as Lady Godzilla. As she's saying that, she's doing this like, rah, it was. I was in. I was sucked into this right away. Um, Funaki trained Yeah, her. she's the first female student uh, trained by Funaki. Number one. Number one. Uh, the match starts with a handshake, and the crowd are just 
fully behind Rachel Evers. There are Rachel Evers chants that at first I thought they were going fight forever, and I think yeah. you thought the same. Yeah. Like fight forever? What? They haven't even um, fought yet. <laughs> and then it's oh, they're chanting Rachel Evers. Um, they tell us Evers has a bronze medal for USA in powerlifting, so this is one strong girl. Um, series of grapples to start the match off. Um, both run the ropes, followed by shoulder tackles and lariats, but both are very evenly matched. Neither of them are uh, going to the ground. There's a gut wrench suplex from Evers. Matsumoto uh, hangs Evers on the top rope and hits a missile drop kick from the top for a two count. Um, there's a beal followed by a snapmare and chin lock followed by a big chop to Evers. Um, Hiroyu then tangles Evers, Evers up in the middle of the turnbuckle, hits a series of kicks, then a running drop kick, and then this kind of Vader bomb into the double knees. Yeah, it was like she she goes for the Vader bomb, but then hits what like Kota Ibushi does with his double knees, right? So it yeah. looked pretty cool. What a really and cool painful. spot. Yeah, it looked like it would fucking hurt. Um, Matsumoto then goes for a Rainmaker, but Evers ducks and hits a power bomb. Uh, both trade forearms back and forth. This is where we really go into that strong style. Um, there's a bro kick into a cutter and then a running senton from Rachel Evers. I thought this was the finish. Me too. Um, yeah, this like combo, just the the kick to the face. The cutter looked great. The the kick was like Cashisono. Yeah, his kick, right? The the cyclone boot there, and then uh, like a, a cutter, and then she hits the back senton. Another move. Another for Sierra's, yeah. yeah. And then I thought it was done, and, and Matsu, Matsuyumoto. But kick out to, to the crowd are erupting there. This is probably the, the most they've been behind one of the ladies in the tournament, yeah. I'd say. She's a real crowd favourite. Um, there's a takedown in the corner into a spinning leg drop from Evers, but still only a two count. This is where they start trading these big slaps back and forth. Uh, Matsumoto f uh, floors her with a stiff clothesline. There's a small package attempt but from Evers, but only a two count. Then a German suplex from Matsumoto, but Evers gets straight to her feet and tells her to bring it. It's one of these ones, yeah, just Ishii does it a lot, where he gets hit by the suplex. And so he just like, stands ah! up and is like, ah! Um, but it wasn't enough. And then this is where we go to the finish. There's a powerbomb attempt from Matsumoto, which gets countered into an Alabama slam attempt which then gets reversed into a sunset flip, but picked up into a big power bomb, followed by yeah. a rock drop. Which, how would you describe this? Movie? Okay, this is very interesting. So uh, Matsumoto hits this power bomb, which is like like flattens her out completely. Hiroyo yeah. uh, is like a beast here for doing that. But then they call this move the rock drop, which is very interesting. It is a finisher. It is essentially like a modified like. Belly to back teardrop kind of suplex, which was Shawn Michaels' original finishing move when he was in the Rockers. Oh, okay. But this one looked a little bit more deadly, I would say. Yeah, I I describe it as kind of like the belly to belly, but kind of from the side. Yeah, so the belly to back, um, and they call it the Rock Drop, which I don't know if is relation to Shawn Michaels' the Rockers when he actually used to do this sure. a long, long time ago. Um, many wrestling fans will remember it's the move where I believe it was like uh, Benoit did it on Sabu and broke his fucking neck right. with it. Yeah, it's a very dangerous move. Obviously, wrestlers now can gauge which works and which doesn't. And yeah. this move looked deadly, especially after that crazy powerbomb just 
flatlining yeah. Rachel to the ground there. And then Matsumoto wins this one. Lady Godzilla uh, uh, defeats Mothra. to the next round where she will be facing your pick for the tournament, Tony Storm. So this sounds like a dream match already because I've never seen... This should be fantastic. Yeah. Um, just to go back to the match... Um, at the end, the the commentary team are really behind, Rachel. really behind Rachel Evers, really putting her over. I thought she put in such a good show. The crowd are clearly love her. Right. Um. I think she's a star in the making. Yeah, for sure. She's really good. I, I've seen some of her stuff on on the Indies. Seen some tapes, if you will, and I think she's fantastic. And the crowd here really loved her. But Lady Godzilla Matsumoto versus Tony Storm in the next rounds. Take my money. Take my money. Also, there's a new Godzilla movie coming out with uh, Eleven from Matthew Stranger Things. Oh. No, Matthew McConaughey is not in a Godzilla movie. But imagine... Who am I thinking? <laughs> hey, Godzilla, I'm going to take my show Who, off. <laughs> who's, who's in the... For like 2000? No, the that's Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, right, yes. That's Matthew McConaughey. That's what I meant. I had Matthew Broderick's face in my head. Same person, Yeah, same thing. Yeah, new Godzilla movie. Anyway, um, we then have... Tainara Conchi versus Jesse Elabam. Uh, Tainara is from Brazil. She was in last year's tournament and lost to Lacey Evans. She's a black belt in judo, and I believe wasn't she in Undisputed Era for like a week? They like <laughs> needed someone to fight fight uh, uh, like a woman, so they were like, "We can't," so we got someone else to, and then she it was, was kind of pick. odd because she was she yeah. It, they it never was, followed up on no, it. No, no, she was in the women's battle royal. This year at WrestleMania. Yeah. So she's she's done some things. I think she's a star. I feel like Brazil is an untapped market right now for the world of pro wrestling. And I feel like she could be the Alexa Bliss for that yeah. demographic. Um, Jessie Elabam. She says is in it her... Elaban? You know, Elabam. Like Alabam, but with an L. Is it Elaban or Elabam? Elabam. Okay. Um, she says she's from the earth. Okay. Um, I don't. I, I instantly did not like this. Character. Yeah, she's she's from Austin, Texas. Austin's like it's Ella Ban. Ella Ban. Okay. Um, Austin's like phrase is "stay weird," so she's adopted this uh, with her gimmick. Um, she's a collegiate volleyball star. She started training just over a year ago. Um, she's irritating. I put. That's her. That's her gimmick. Yeah. She, they, they're talking about how she's like, oh, she's university. This. I'm like, she looks like the basic girl in all your classes that you had. The girl who drinks the the pumpkin spice lattes. She plays volleyball. She wears glasses, but she doesn't really With need no the glasses. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. really need them. She just likes it because it looks cute. You know, she figures out what what Snapchat filter she's using. Like that's this character. Yeah. Um, the thing that realistically I should love this character she's goofy um, and they're showing in her videos how like she's she's like I'm uncoordinated I'm kind of a bit sloppy but then you learn she's only been training for a year and it's kind of what Emma's gimmick was but the thing is Emma's a really good Good wrestler wrestler who's been wrestling a long time and then can put the goofiness on I don't know how much is just that she's kind of green um I don't know about Maybe this I'm game. hating on this girl too much. Um, I don't know. We then see Brayden's ex in the front row. Um, <laughs> Dana Brooke. 
so Tainara comes out to her kind of dizzy rascal style. Oh right, music. oh can't can't she right can't yeah. she? Her music is sick. It's cool. It's yeah, so lit. It's like it's like grime. It's like it's like Skepta or like something. It's so so gangster. I need this on my. And own. she like, she kind of sings along with some of the lyrics as she comes to the. I'm telling you, this girl is money, and she's an actual black belt. Yeah, like this girl. She is, wears her black belt to the this ring. This girl looks like a, a model. But she could kill you. Yeah. So, yeah I love it. Um, uh, you might remember a few weeks ago on NXT, she beat Vanessa Bourne to qualify right, for the tournament. Right, right. Um, so the match starts with Jessie offering her hand to Tainara, um, as they've all been doing. But uh, Tainara bows, kind of judo style. Um, there's a series of judo throws to start the match from Conchi. Uh, Jessie hits a big side kick. She's got really long legs, actually. Mm-hmm. This looked pretty good. Um... And then Alaban went for a stinger splash to the corner, but as she was mid-air, she gets shoved away by Conchi. Conchi then really starts to begin working on the arms. Uh, she does a lot of kind of Pete Dunne arm manipulation, joint manipulation, right. working on the hands, the fingers, the joints. Um, there's a takedown from Conchi, and she goes for three pin attempts in a row. Um I think they're kind of trying to build up this character where she gets kind of easily frustrated. Like, she she knows she's better than this girl, so it's like, sure. let's pin this girl. So and Then she does her, are, are you crazy? Yeah, she just... Uh, there's, yeah, these series of forearms from Jessie uh, to Conchi, and then Conchi just looks at her like, are you crazy? She's done like, this before in her matches. Yeah. She just screams that at you. Are you crazy? Or it's like, don't you know what I'm going to do to you? Uh, she then, sure enough, kicks the shit out of Jessie, uh, goes for a kick in the corner, but Jessie moves, so she kicks the turnbuckle. Um, there's then a slingshot to the face from Jessie. We weren't sure if this was a a mistake. Or I didn't not. Like this Normally, match. <laughs> they get kind of hung up in the rope. Yeah, but this was. She went face first. This was a weird match. <laughs> uh, she then hits an axe kick to the back of Conchi, making the most of her long legs. And then Conchi gets up, hits the Tiagoshi, which is a judo throw into a side slam for the win. It was um, it was pretty much a squash match, I'd say. Yeah, um, I, I, like, I don't want to sound like I'm just shitting on this Jesse Elaban, but like she looks the the character is, is is simply how I put it. Like it looks like a, a like a nerdy university student or something. Like it's just like. Remember when Angelo Dawkins used to come out with his backpack and yeah. his glasses? It's the equivalent yeah. of that. Like, it's just like, okay, I get it, and it's not good enough. It's really lazy. It's cheap. Um, she looks kind of, She looks similar to AJ Lee, like her outfit True. kind of yeah. stuff. Um, She's got, yeah, an AJ Emma vibe. Yeah, I, I just... I, 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 I don't want to just say, hey, this she's awful. She's only been doing this for a little while. Maybe yeah. she's got to pick it up a bit. I just think Conchi is way But ahead. also, I think a tournament like this is a good way of... For sure. That you're throwing out these these veterans, uh, but also you're throwing out these ideas of characters and see what, what sticks, sticks, what works with the audience, what doesn't. I um, think uh, Conchi could be a, a star in the world of Brazil. I think too, she's yeah. great. Um, she cries at the end of the match. I think her facial expressions are absolutely insane. Right. You you said uh, that she could be a kind of Alexa Bliss, and I see that. She's, like uh, she's, she's, her face is very animated. She's good at she's good at acting. Um, yeah. I think she might be told to kind of rein it in a bit, but sure. we're told in acting you're always better to go too over the top and rein it back in than trying to sure. reach a level. So I I like this girl. I think she could be really good. Um, 
And then uh, Tainara Conchi will be facing Lacey Lane in the next round. Um, we go next to Isla Dawn from Glasgow, Scotland, who is a modern day witch. I'm I always, in love with her. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> um, I always find it funny when they subtitle Scottish people on TV. Nice. Because <laughs> they're speaking English, but everyone's like, I don't know what they're saying. Uh, yeah, I, did, I, I knew what she was saying, <laughs> but I was reading the subtitles. Um, this is basically a like Finn Balor, Alistair Black type character, but uh, in the female form here. Yeah. Because they're like, she's a modern day witch. She looks like... Jessica from True Blood. If you ever watch True Blood, she's the the very pale redhead. She she's a very new vampire. She's sure. just been turned, and right. she's like trying to discover. She had fangs is. on in the in the video package. Yeah. There. So I mean, maybe she is a vampire. Witches and vampires, and it's all my favorite stuff. <laughs> so she reminded me that I need to watch Hocus Pocus really soon because it's almost October, and I haven't even watched it once yet wow. this year. So I need to catch up. I'm sure Isla Dawn loves that movie. Um, she is facing Nicole Matthews, who was an alternate in last year's uh, May Young Classic. She has 12 years experience, and she says, If you weren't showing me in that tournament last year, you weren't showing the best of the best. I like this. She She's full of it. This girl is so mouthy. Yeah. This Nicole Matthews. Uh, apparently, like she's just a, a, like a vet, like an icon in the world of indie wrestling throughout the women's wrestling uh, in the United States, and she's. I wrote down that Nicole Matthews is like your annoying aunt. Like she's just so sassy. She's she's like done up, and she's just sarcastic and annoying. She knows better than you. In yeah, like, even the things she knows nothing about, she'll know more just, about it than she's you. She's just that character. And at first, I'm like, oh, I hate this woman. I'm like, oh, she's doing her job. She's good at it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, interesting, interesting matchup here. A witch versus your annoying aunt who probably believe, doesn't believe in witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, so the match starts with Matthews pushing Dawn into the corner and just patronizingly taps her on the head. Um, they tell us that Isla got into wrestling because she was an actress and um, she was on set for, I think it was a, was it a film they said or a play? Uh, yeah. About wrestling and Killian Dane and Nikki Cross were there. I guess to kind of give oversee. them advice and oversee it and make sure it was accurate. And she then got really interested in wrestling from this and then went into wrestling. Crazy. Um, there's a stomp to the chest of Matthews, uh, an axe kick, and then a meteora, but only a two count. Uh, Matthews hits a neck breaker from the second rope, uh, which looked pretty nasty, and then a series of stiff kicks to the back of Isla Dawn. Um, Matthews pretty much has the advantage for a lot of the match with some vicious strikes. Um, and we see this on, because Dawn is Scottish and very pale, you can see, like with uh, Seamus a lot of the time, you yeah. see the, the welts and yeah, the yeah, red, true. like just all the places she's been kicked and chopped and forearmed. Um, Matthews then talks trash to Dawn, who then comes back with the kind of, Daniel Bryan style kicks um, and then hits a big knee to the face. Um, Dawn is really great with her legs and then they, they tell us at this point she was, she's was she been training with Alistair Black a lot and this is pretty evident. She's going for a lot of the yeah. uh, Alistair Black it's style It's interesting because right, like they said this halfway through but it made so much sense because right as I saw her I was like Alistair Black but 
a witch. Yeah. It's like he's so like, you know, um, demons. Um, she is part of the NXT UK brand, yes, so yes. I reckon she's just been working at the PC with yes. him a fair bit. Being like, hey, we both like witchcraft and let's kick each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they say. Dawn then went for a side suplex, but she didn't quite pick her all the way up. It kind of right. just fell into it a bit. Um, and then there's a knee to the face from Dawn followed by a big clothesline from Matthews, who then locks in the Lion Tamer. Not the walls. The, not the walls, the Lion Tamer. And Michael which... Cole instantly calls it the right move. Yeah. It's interesting watching Michael Cole, listen, I guess, to Michael Cole on this show and not, because everyone's like, Michael Cole doesn't know the name of the moves. He knew this move right away, so. But you can imagine, if you're trying to call a match and all you've got is Vince in your ear yeah, going, exactly. the network, the network, WWE shop, all this, and... Out. Of course, you'll you'll call a a DDT a power bomb once in a while. <laughs> um, I thought this was really cool. I think Isla Dawn is definitely a, a star in the making for uh, NXT, NXT UK, WWE. She's just got this. Re- I've, I I was trying to put my finger on. I've definitely watched her in progress. Like I think she was on. Wasn't she in the? NXT UK. Yeah, but I'm talking about like a little while ago. Her 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 look and her like she's definitely gotten. She's definitely wrestled in progress. She's she's gotten in like better physical shape, like actually wrestling shape. Mm. I'd say before she she wasn't like out of shape. She just like now she looks like she's like a almost like a killer, and it fits her character when she comes out with like the the witchcraft hooded hooded thing, like little red riding hood kind of thing. Just the whole character. The whole wrestling thing, it all brings it together for me. So I'm really interested in To be in honest, seeing... I'm not as into it as you. Right. But you don't like, like Hocus Pocus. Ember... No, I, I love witchy stuff. Right. But, like, Ember Moon, when she first came out, you're like, this is cool. And then yeah. she's in jeans and smiling. Yeah, see, I, I don't... You can't do that with You've got to this. be... All in or not. You've got to be all in. <laughs> um, listen, Ember Moon is the girl who just cosplays as, like, werewolves and shit. It's st- she's on the main roster. It's still not clear what the fuck Ember yeah. Moon's character is. This is clear. I want backstage segments of Isla Dawn just like drinking blood and throwing like new ties in a well. And like just I want her to be in the middle of the forest somewhere. Or I want her kidnapping someone's baby. She's a witch. You know what I mean? Like let's do some fucked up shit. I don't care. It's 2018. Let's try something. If Alistair Black can sit in the ring and do seance, you know, like yeah. can, let me. You don't got to push it that far, but. I like it and I dig it. I can see a lot of people not liking I, it though. The, so. the problem is with so many gimmicks nowadays is, pardon using that term again, they're not all in. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a half idea so, so much of the time. She's got so to go with it. It's all it. or nothing. Uh, Nicole Matthews is someone I'm not familiar with, but but clearly a lot of people are. And she she kind of won me over just from the, the, yeah. the trash talking and the... And the, the lion tamer, so... Um, and she will be facing Tegan Knox in the next round awesome. of the tournament. That sounds good. We then go to our main event of the evening, which is Io Shirai from Tokyo, Japan, who's had a lot of buzz around her. Michael Cole says it's one of the most high-profile high signings in WWE history, which is pretty huge. From Michael Cole saying that, yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. Um, in her package, she says that uh, Rey Mysterio is her favourite, and this inspires the mask she wears to the ring. And she says she wants to prove that in Japan, men and women are equal. Yes, she's definitely sending a message in this uh, video package to some uh, uh, Japanese wrestling promotions, I'd say. She says men and women should be equal. Come on, come on, guys. 
Um, then we have uh, your, like, how shall I put this? The girl who gets the most likes on Instagram from Braden Harrington, Zaya Brookside. Yeah, Zaya Brookside, uh, Robbie Brookside's daughter. Uh, who I'm pretty familiar with. I used to watch Robbie Brookside right. a lot as a kid uh, in just like little UK promotions and obviously is now one of the head trainers at the uh, NXT Performance Center. Um, Zaya Brookside is, is, is like, she looks like a unicorn or something. Like she's got like dyed blue, like candy, pink and blue, pink, all this weird colored hair. Um, she looked, I mean, she, they said she's 19 in this and she looked, she looked like really young. I think they did it on purpose. They were trying to, yeah. They were really trying to push over, like, look how young and, and green she is, but she trained, you know, and, and this is the first, and, and Robbie Brookside is here, front row. Yeah, and they the, say, yeah, this is the first time Robbie has ever seen a wrestle. Live. Live. Yeah. Which, obviously, um, Zaya lives in Leicester, um, and Brookside, Robbie is in Orlando at the Performance Center, right. but I also kind of like that she's, she's gone on her own to train where she hasn't just latched on to uh, her father. Yes. Like, she's, she's gone about it on her own. Yes, like, I, like you said, I, I follow her on Instagram. And um, I've, been fo- I went, I've been following her before this just because she's been in Japan. She's been wrestling in Japan. And, like, the, the fact that you leave from where you're from to go do something somewhere else to, to get better at your craft, like, it showed. She really Especially wants to... Especially at that age. Yeah, like, that's, that's... Like, people think I was crazy for moving to Canada when I was... 26. Yeah. This is 19. Yeah. So I just, I, I have a bit of respect. I, I know who Robbie Brookside is. Mm. Um, he's never really wrestled for WWE, but no. he's like a legend outside. He works for WWE now. He yeah. wor- lives in Orlando. He, or he works at Full Sail. It's just, it's just a really nice story. A nice like little dynamic here of uh, this match because we have Shirai, who's this Japanese like big signee. And then we get this like little little family story going on. I don't know. I thought this was really and interesting. This was a fact I found crazy as well. I can't remember what uh, publication it was, but it said Io Shirai has been named the top wrestler in Japan for the last three years. Yes. Think in that time we've had Okada's like record breaking run. Yes. Um, Kotrobushi, Tanahashi, all these guys. Hey. Io Shirai is above all these guys. She was named top wrestler in Japan. She for the just last wants years. men and women to be equal in the world of Japan. And uh, she is known as the genius of the sky. The so, genius of the sky. So. You have to ask me. You're like, what did they just call her? <laughs> <laughs> so we know we're going to get some cool high flying. Well, there's also one more thing to point out about this because I was like, genius of the sky. I love this girl. This girl is amazing. And then they go, she is best friends with. Kyrie Zane. And I was like, oh, of course she is. Double date. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Let's do it. Um, so the match starts with Zaya going straight away with strikes. Uh, I think, I, I like this. They sort of had, Zaya knows she's completely outmatched, so she just goes all in start with, yes. throws everything at her, strikes, goes for a, a leg, leg scissors, but EO handsprings out of it. We then get EO, EO, EO chance from the crowd. Um, there's a big handstand double knees into the corner by Io. Uh, Zaya goes for a forearm, but is taken viciously down by, uh, Shirai. Uh, it then shows Robbie Brookside in front row just looking, Oh shit, my daughter's dying. <laughs> my daughter's getting this shit kicked out of her. Um, there's a big kick to the head from Shirai. 
Um, Eo's just smiling the whole match. They're just showing how much she enjoys just inflicting pain. Um, she just likes to having her fun. Opponents. Come on. Wait, she likes inflicting pain? Yeah. Alright, definitely double date then. <laughs> As I said, you're still ill. Um, uh, commentary mentioned that her two dream matches for Shariah are Charlotte and Asuka. I can see that down the line. Yes. Just maybe build up Asuka a bit. Come on. Um, Zaya comes back with a face plant. Uh, your favourite move. It's the it? worst move. It's like the. I, I, I thought Zaya looked good in this match, but yeah. I, I hate that move. <laughs> but is then floored by this, like, palm strike uppercut. This, like, was like, oh, it palm strike to the nose. It looked great. Um, I'm going to start doing that to people. We then uh, get the walls to the face to Zaya, also known <laughs> as the Meteora. Um, and then there's the finish, which Io uh, Shirai goes to the top rope, hits a moonsault, but lands with the knees to the gut. It's like a picture-perfect moonsault. It's really perfect. She she knows how to, to fly. You know why? She's the genius of She's the sky. She's the genius of the sky. One, two, three. Io Shirai moves pretty convincingly to the next round. I thought um, for what is... It was kind of a squash, basically. Sure, it's just but... a showcase for Shirai. Uh, but I thought Zaya looked great in selling everything. Zaya is such a good seller. She's good at she being makes every move, around. She and... makes every move look like, so deadly and dangerous. Like Every move that she took, like the, the palm strike, the moonsault here, the knees. and I thought Zaya was really, really great. I have not watched too much of her. Obviously, I have, like, I've been following her. Uh, I've seen some of uh, Sheree as well. I thought this thought this was really fun. Yeah, I think the right woman went forward, but Completely. I I have a feeling it's not the last you'll see of Zaya either. No, um, and nineteen years old. Yeah, she could come back in ten years. Like, the t think of how long she still has. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So, congrats! I thought this um, was a lot of fun. And the match of, ends with um, Io uh, picking up um, picking up Zaya. Sportsmanship shakes her hand. Um, I think this is the finalist. Um, I think they've they've built Io Shirai as the biggest thing in this tournament. Io um, Shirai versus Tony Storm. Book it. Um, next round we have Io Shirai against uh, Dahlia Black's favorite Zeuxis. Ooh yes. I think Zeuxis is gonna die. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but again, really enjoyable show. I'm. It's it's a really different show. I'm really enjoying learning about. Uh, all these women, because um, yeah. a lot of lot of which I know nothing about. So I'll say the same thing. I think I said I don't know last week or the week before. Um, I think I'm. In, I, I didn't watch the May Young Classic last year when the first one. I just wasn't super into it. They released. They dumped all the episodes. It just wasn't something they they put. If they didn't hype it up for me, then I didn't feel like it was needed to watch. This year they did a better job in hyping it up, making it seem more important. But. It's World Wrestling Entertainment. Let's not forget that's the name of this mm. this company. And this is a show that actually makes it feel like it is that. A world event. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a group of people. Like You're getting so many different characters and stories from, from uh, oh, this, this British wrestler whose daughter now travels the world and wants to be a, a star. She's here. A Japanese wrestler who loved Rey Mysterio. She's here. Uh, a, a a woman who's been on the independent scene here, wrestling all over North America. She's here. We've gotten some some other crazy stories on the other previous weeks as well, including like gypsies and all sorts of yeah. weird things. And to me, that's what makes it interesting. Like it makes it like a well-rounded 
uh, like TV show, you're getting these characters that you might not ever see ever again in your entire life, even if you are a big wrestling fan. And but they're coming from everywhere. As much as like I was slagging off uh, Jesse, you need all these different characters. And sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember uh, Jesse at the end of this tournament, even though she was knocked out convincingly in the first round. Right. More so than I'd I'd remember some other uh, performers who are maybe a bit more generic. Sure. Um, but yeah, they they need they've got a good collection of women this year. Yeah, it's just it's just really cool to see this in the world. You would never imagine such something like this like twenty years ago in, in WWE. It's just it's it's ha it makes me happy. To Five see. years ago. Yeah, like, it's just like it's just really it's really great. It's really interesting. It's really entertaining. So that's that's what matters. Um, let's just we only have a little bit of feedback here again. So forum.postwrestling.com. Let's go to Jake again. He says he's got some things about the Bay Young Classic. Io Shirai has some explosive knee strikes and has the best moonsault in the game right now. Her becoming anything less than a huge star in the WWE would be an actual huge ball dropper. So he thinks that Io Shirai will be a big player in the world of WWE, which she very well could be. Yeah, definitely. She should be. Yeah, um, um, I think we only have one more here. Yeah, yeah. Carlos from sunny Scotland. Uh, show was good. Evers looked great, but the Conchi-Elaban match looked rough around the edges. Good to see Isla Dawn and Nicole Matthews has something unconventional. Good to see, sorry, good to see Isla Dawn and Nicole Matthews has something unconventionally cool and was enjoying her swagger. But as expected, Io Shirai delivered and is just superb. But credit to Zaya Brookside, who I hope becomes an NXT regular. Question: Who do you think wins the May Young Classic? Now we have seen them all wrestle. I'd love Io Shirai to do it, then face Zane, as that match would be bonkers, but think her and Storm are too good to win and would rather see Ripley or another lesser-known talent win to break them through, much like what the Rumble used to be for. Right. I would agree with, I would agree with our friend Carlos here, because like, you don't need your, your Shirais or your Tony Storms to win because they're already kind of the big they're names in this. Made. However... I think Tony Storm should win because it could solidify and actually go on to to push her through to make her this this really big star. But if uh, Io Shirai here is like kind of the favorite and everyone's really getting into her, then why not like have her win and, and yeah. push this through? But I just want to try and have a look at the bracket so we can see what the sort of potential. Again, we don't look ahead on the show. Just no, that, I'm because... finding it from the show. Yeah, um, simply because we just watch. And it's talk whether about it. I mean, Io Shirai against um, Kyrie Zane would be great. If you've got backstory; they're best friends. Right. But also, are you going to have a Japanese star win two years in a row? The genius of the sky um, and the pirate princess of tomorrow. So book it. Yeah, so Io Shirai Tony Storm is definitely the final we could see. Sure. Um, I really like Mia Yim as well. Sure, I'd, of I'd, course. I'd love to see her. See, there's a lot of characters and, and um, wrestlers here that. Miko Satamura could be a great finalist. Ooh, that could be um, the final with Tony. So Storm. it's Miko Satamura against Mercedes Martinez. Right. Um, I'd say Miko would go through. Uh, Lacey Lane, Tainara Conchi. I'd like to see Conchi go through. Sure. So it'd be Miko versus Conchi. Tony Storm against Matsumoto. Uh, I'd say Tony Storm. Mia Yim against Caitlyn. I'd like to see Mia Yim. Yes. Uh, Tegan Knox, Nicole Matthews. Who would you want? Uh, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. 
Uh, Rhea Ripley, Casey Catanzaro. I think Rhea Ripley. I liked Casey, but mm-hmm. she's. I yeah, don't think yeah. she needs to go any further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, versus Io Shirai. I'd say Io Shirai. Uh, Diona Perazzo, Zaya Lee. I'd say Diona. It uh, doesn't matter because Tony Storm is going to run through this think, whole Tony? tournament, baby. Tony Storm is a rock star. And she's going to go through her. I follow her the most. You were wrong about Zaya Brookside. It is Tony Storm that gets the most <laughs> likes from my Instagram. Because Tony Storm is a fantastic uh, superstar. I, I think she's great. I think she should be in the WWE main roster killing people and still posing with her aviators. It's great. No, I really like this week's episode. Yeah, it was really, I enjoyed it. Was really it. good. Um, so that will wrap us up for this week. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with more... Up next, more Forever Young, maybe some more 205 in 205 plus seconds. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hopefully we'll have Dahlia back next week. Yeah, we should try to get her on again. Um, She's she's on holiday at the moment, but she said she's pretty sure she'll be able to be back next week. Um, So hopefully we'll have her and her thoughts. Um, Otherwise, follow us on Post Wrestling, on Twitter... And Instagram, yes. at Davy Portman. At Davy Portman, at The Bray D, Twitter, Instagram. Um, give us a like on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a review. Send us Halloween suggestions. Yeah, we needed some Halloween costume ideas, so there's that. Uh, should, is it too distasteful to be Mac Miller? I don't know. I get called Mac Miller every day now. Well, my um, friend's being Ariana Grande, so... Me and your friend don't have it. There's no chance for me with you and your friend, so... <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller, though. I am a huge fan of him, and uh, it's, it's quite sad. So let's play some Mac Miller to end our show here today. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, send us in your uh, suggestions, um, and uh, we'll ta- chat to you next Thursday. Postwrestling.com, iTunes, all that stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Goodbye. Be safe. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.